Your actions speak so loudly that I can't hear what you're saying. That's American philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you may remember that I used that quote right at the very beginning when we were first laying out what walking your talk meant. But because you do know that this podcast is called Walking Your Talk, you would imagine be expecting that the first skill I'm going to cover in a series where we're talking about how you shape the behavior of others is going to be about how you role model the behavior that you want to see in others. If you did listen last week, we covered how to choose one behavior to get started on. Today, you can work with that one. If you missed that episode, maybe you'd like to go back and listen to that. So I want you to start by thinking back over your life to people who've really helped shape who you are, who you aspire to be, and how you now want to behave. Maybe one of your parents or an early boss in your career. For me, it was my grandmother. She was one of the first women to go to Oxford. She was fiercely intelligent and never hid it. She held her own in any company, and we were all pretty intimidated by her, I have to say. Think Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey, and you've got a fair idea. But what I loved about her, that there was never any doubt in my family that women were as good as men. I knew from an early age I didn't have to hide my light under a bushel. I could and should always speak my mind because I deserved to sit and to hold my own at any table. And I really admired her for that. So I want to do an exercise on admirable characters that I first learned from another author called Fred Kaufman. Think of two people that you most admire. They could be family members or public figures, anything you like. And then write down, what is it that you admire about them? What are the characteristics you admire? So you might write, you know, their persistence or their humility or their selflessness, whatever. Write down. And then look at that list, because that is a list that reflects what you really value. So my question is, what would it take for you to be your own admirable character or to be someone else's admirable character? And what it would take is that you need to be a fairly extreme version of equality. You know, a five out of five ranking on a five-point scale. Because what we're talking about now is wanting others to follow your lead and behave the way that you're behaving because they see you as a five and because they admire that in you. A four's not really going to cut it, you know. Think of all the surveys you've filled in where you've marked a four. You know, when you put a five, you know, that's special, that's emotional. 
If we go back to the one behavior you really want to embed in your organization or your team or your family or your community, if you're going to take on the task or the challenge of embedding that and making it an established pattern of behavior into that group, shouldering that responsibility, then the place to start, of course, is yourself because you need to become really a walking, talking beacon of that behavior. Someone who might fit on someone else's admirable character list. So can you become that person? And this can be about augmenting something that you're already passionate about, giving it more attention and putting intention into what it is that people will see as your strength. Because one strong behavior, if you use it wisely, can have a significant impact on the behaviors of others and therefore the outputs and the experience and the happiness of a whole community. A client of mine comes to mind who I think is absolutely the best I have ever met at prioritizing. So he believes passionately that you know, there are strategic and operational benefits of that. He's really decisive. He's smart, so he makes pretty wise choices, but he makes choices and he's not blighted by some of those barriers that people have of perfectionism, for example, where you think like, you have to do everything and everything's got to be perfect, or risk aversion, where although making choices actually increases your likelihood of success, you fear that you might get it wrong, so you end up doing a little bit of everything. So he's got some of those natural strengths, but what I see really enables him not only to be a five on prioritization, but also have been able to install that admiration from others, including me, and a desire to follow and to copy and to learn from his behavior is the way he continually talks about and sells the kind of why, what, and how of his process of prioritization. So I've watched as he's you know, added 20% to sales over an 18-month period by focusing on just the right products. But I also watched a whole generation of leaders follow that behavior, follow his lead, and themselves adapt the pattern of behavior around prioritization. So he started a movement, and he changed the culture. He created new patterns of behavior. So he was, strikes me as a very good example of someone who had some of the natural talent, and then use that to really build a culture around him. And it certainly is easiest when you think about what you want to shape in others, as I said in the previous episode, to pick something that speaks very deeply to you, that really is meaningful for you. So the exercise and the lesson for using role modeling to shape the behavior of others is to pick the behavior that you're passionate about, the way you can prove the benefits, and where you're willing to seriously dedicate your time. Give it your full attention, you know, water it, amplify it. Imagine that you're on stage with it. Talk about it, talk about why it matters. And talk about the benefits that will come out of that. And then when you do fail to display it, own that and talk about that. Use that as a way of bringing to attention that sometimes it's hard for all of us. Because role modeling, I think, is about striving to be excellent in the behaviors that really matter to you. So when you state that something is really important to you, whether it's customer centricity or innovation or keeping your word, you lift the bar and you set yourself up then to be judged. And that is a key part of shaping the behavior of others. 
But if you can become admired for that and a five-star scoring role model for that, then you can and will inspire other people to follow you. So role modeling is only one of the behavior shaping skills. There are more, and you can join me in the next few episodes where I'll be covering the skill of encouraging behavior of others, of not tolerating behavior, and how you amplify certain behaviors. But role modeling is a really good place to start. Wish you well with this. Well, it's more than a weekly exercise, really. It's probably a lifetime's work, but nevertheless, wish you well with it, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.